Yo, 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 what's up? It's your boy David, and this is another episode of Four Seasons and a Funeral. What's up? Joining me today are some hip, cool folk named Nick and Charlie. Uh, I fucking hate I, you. I'm Nick. I hate I've, lost, you, I'm I've lost all will to speak in this episode. Yo, 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 this is the show where we go back and watch shows that had four good seasons and five total seasons. <laughs> Today, me and my host are talking about season two, episode nine of Fringe Snakehead. Uh, just, uh, it hurts. It just hurts. Why are you a horrible person? So, so David, do you want to know what the great thing is? I'm going to take that sound bite and I'm going to put it in our group chat. And you want to know what? No one in our group chat is ever going to listen to this podcast ever again. Oh my god, I'm dying. <laughs> dying of laughter oh i'm sorry i'm sorry to the like five like five listeners that we've like had total over this entire (laughs) podcast lifespan that just went nope that was the last straw and have disappeared i couldn't keep it together (laughs) midway through my intro couldn't Uh, that's the worst one yet every week i say that but that's actually the worst (laughs) that one's that one's legitimately the worst one yet well they're all the worst one yet he gets worse every third episode i don't i don't know if like Yes, there are ways to get worse from here, but like... How? Highly offensive words. Like, if the entire intro is just a censor. (laughs) Sup, beep. (laughs) Nick, beep. Charlie, beep. Snakehead. Uh, You guys didn't like that one? (laughs) I thought it was funny. I liked how much I hated it. Like... Uh, it was it was like you were trying to appeal to like a young hip audience in the early two thousands, but you were using like the like YouTube like gaming to kids like energy. It was no, that's that's a don't do drugs performance that's given to somebody who quote unquote raps at like an elementary school like auditorium presentation. Uh, yes. Well, now I hope you realize that my next intro is going to be in rap. <sighs> please, please okay. keep watching um, Brian David Gilbert content and then replicate that energy. <laughs> oh God! Well, uh, three weeks from uh, three episodes from now, I hope you guys are all excited for my rap intro. It's three weeks for them. It's gonna be three weeks for them. Yeah. Oh, anyways. Uh. How, what's everyone been up to since the last time we recorded? Um, I was excited to finally be home for a Sunday so I can watch a full football game. And then the Packers play at fucking 20 after 8 tonight. It's not even an afternoon game. That's an evening game. That's a night game. I have to go to bed before the game finishes because of work. I mean, (laughs) no. I stayed up till midnight to watch Dallas beat Tampa in double overtime Uh, last night. Wasn't that upsetting that you you called into existence the the energy of Corey Perry? (laughs) I did. legitimately i I, I was hanging with charlie for a little bit last night and he was like man i really don't want dallas to win the cup because Corey perry doesn't deserve a cup and then Corey perry scored scored two goals including the game winner oh my gosh (laughs) so uh, for context david Corey perry in my opinion is just a whiny trash hockey player like he had good years but he just complains and is a whiny bitch now fair enough um so i was like i don't really care if either of these teams wins except for Corey perry <laughs> <laughs> that, that he played well 
Yeah. He heard you. He heard the negative energy and went, fuck you. Yep. There is some controversy uh, the game before this because he hooked uh, a guy on the other team in the balls. And oh. naturally, the dude fell to the ice. And so Corey Perry got a hooking penalty. And the other guy got embellishment. That's for getting bullshit. hooked in the balls. That's some bullshit. Oh my God. <laughs> All right, uh, turning away from the sports for a little yeah. bit. Uh, Let's include David in this. David, what manga have you been reading? Uh, well, Chainsaw Man uh, has been really good. It's a uh, in weekly Shonen Jump. It really shouldn't be for how gory it is, but you know. <laughs> but there it, it is. is. Uh, that's been good. Um, what else have I been reading? Fuck, fuck if I know, dude. I, <laughs> ugh. This is a weird episode because it's on a weekend for us and we recorded the last one like two days ago. <laughs> yep. Also, the weekend episodes have the weirdest of the energies. Um, it's because we're doing this in the afternoon instead of at night. Yeah. Like normally we record around, I know what, 8.30 p.m.? Yeah. Is when we start recording. That's when we start recording. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and sometimes, depending, it'll go till like 9.30, 10 o'clock. We're recording at 1 p.m. Uh, and this is weird because it's a Sunday and I've just, like, I've been awake for like three hours and I have coffee and a sandwich. And yep. I, I, I brushed my teeth right before this episode. It was great. <laughs> can you smell the minty freshness, audience? Through, through the audio, can you smell the minty freshness? Exactly. Um, anyway. Yeah, that's 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 my exciting thing that I've done in the past three days. I guess <laughs> he brushed um, his teeth. <laughs> brushed his teeth today. <laughs> you got a I brushed my tablet. teeth the other days. I promise. Uh, oh yeah, didn't you get that drawing tablet? Yeah, I did get that drawing tablet. Woo! I that's something. Those are words I never thought I'd say. By the way, because I am horrible at digital art. But hey, now I can at least like draw like sideways uh, and Nick, things for my Nick, students. Try th- try that sentence again, but get rid of the digital. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. <laughs> Say that I sentence mean, again, but yeah. get rid of digital. It's unfortunate because like a I main point know. of art is being able to mentally picture what you're drawing. I don't know what you're talking about. Is it copying <laughs> like a big thing? Yeah, for I, trash I mean, artists. I mean, yes. That is the deviant art generation. Hey. <laughs> yeah, no, but I, I can I can say that I am like reasonably trash at digital media as well because I took one of those courses in high school and man, I did very, very average in it. And I had to try way <laughs> too hard to do very, very average in it. Uh, just in case there are any artists listening, let me rephrase. Uh, tracing and copying and passing it off as your own like completed work, that's bad and you're trash for doing it. Tracing and copying to get better at art and then saying, hey, look, my technique has improved. I copied this well. That's okay. Yes, that is part of the art process. Yes. It's a part of the learning process for basically anything. Yes, copying and then, yeah, that's coding. That's like yep. anything. Game, any, like Any musical instrument. Yep. Yeah. Anyways, uh, TV guide for this episode? Yeah. Yes, this is the correct TV guide, too. I double-check. It's, it's not even uh, just the, the regular fringe. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just an overarching description of the show. Yeah. When a Chinese cargo ship runs aground, an investigation reveals it was carrying human freight that served as host for a squid-like parasite. But time becomes an issue as the case unfolds of increasingly sinister implications. So what's more sinister than we're putting squid-like parasites in people? Than human trafficking? But oh wait, it's actually parasite trafficking in humans? Yes. (laughs) I Uh, guess, I think the implication they're talking about is that there's the other ship, right? That's why time is an issue? Yes, that's definitely what they're talking about, where they're like, oh my god, more people are going to die. Ah." Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, this is a really good cold open. I think we can all agree this is a 
very fringe cold open. This is um, well, so it doesn't involve a woman screaming, and that's the only issue that I have with as a cold no, open. There's there's this dude like walking around uh Chinatown and he is like soaking wet and it's not even raining, so like how did he get that wet? Because everyone else is dry and he's like, Oh, I need to get the ping on street, I need to get ping on street. And he people was, are kinda like over there, crazy wet dude. He, he was he was just gaming really hard in Overwatch. His, ping was, his ping was his ping was really bad. He got real sweaty. <laughs> uh, do you do you know what sweaty means for competitive games? Nick? Yes. Yes, yeah, Nick knows. Okay, I'm just saying high ping doesn't mean you get sweaty. No, I know, but ping on okay. street. I was trying to add in the second. I'm sorry. Oh, it's that's fine. a bad pun. I was trying my best. <laughs> Be better. <laughs> Anyways, you can do better. <laughs> uh, he shows up. He, he goes to this one shop in Chinatown, and he's like, "Has anyone else shown up?" And this guy's putting a blanket around, and he's like giving him some tea and stuff and he's like is anyone else showing up and the guy's like no you're the first one he's like they're all dead they're all dead and you're like what the fuck's going on and then the guy's like well you know what don't worry about it they'll show up soon you can stay here tonight and he takes him into the basement and there's all these beds and stuff and he's like oh there's the bathroom and stuff just like lie down dude's like my stomach's not okay and he's like yeah just lie down here and then, uh, hey david describe your first reactions to seeing this uh well then tentacles start coming out of the dude's mouth and i went this is not okay this is not okay at all <laughs> and then we saw fangs and a mouth and i went this is even worse this is even worse as the uh the other man calmly puts on a large leather glove which was the first sign that things were not okay <laughs> and then goes and opens up like a leather like a case full of uh butchering equipment he just calmly takes a knife out and as he's watching the tentacles come out of the dude's mouth he just like smiles and i'm nope. like all right <laughs> all right hey man you, you don't you don't know what he's like hoping to get out of this yeah he well i think we know what he's hoping to get out it's the squid thing because he cuts open the guy's shirt and you can see it like bulging out of his stomach mm. and then it comes out of his it's huge yeah it's enormous yeah yeah it's got like four beaks inside I think is the proper term at this point is when i went to our discord chat and wrote just saw the code open i don't like this <laughs> <laughs> and then we watch partied it but also we stayed silent during it and muted our mics that we wouldn't ruin jokes like we did that other time we watched partied it <laughs> yeah, last time we watched partied it we said so many good jokes yeah. and then i got real angry at nick for repeating jokes <laughs> yeah i was like oh cool i'm glad that these like sat well with them i was able to test out and see which ones worked well i'll say them again and david was like you're terrible you're trash <laughs> get better at making multiple jokes and not testing them out on us beforehand like good comedians uh so i will say uh as the squid's coming out of his mouth obviously it's cg it's pretty good cg no it looks um, real good slimy really tentacles like... are always easier to do i think because you don't have to really texture them like you can get that glisten that smoothness and it looks okay um but they also made props which is my favorite thing about this is like when he's pulling it out of the guy, he's just shaking like a, a rubber prop and it looks so good. I also really like the first little bit with the squid here of like, you, you don't, it doesn't actually come out of his mouth the first time. It comes out of his nose. Like the first Yeah, tentacle. you see a tentacle come out of his nose. And you're, and like, you're like, ooh. ooh. <laughs> like it's yeah, this just. Was, this was some real Cthulhu fucking shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. it was not okay. <laughs> it's a good time. But yeah, uh, um, that's, that's um, our cold open. Um, nice little happy scene. Um, yeah. Hey, and the good news is he doesn't have a stomachache anymore. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think he has a stomach anymore. No, that's beside the point. I think I it was probably think... in his intestines, anyways. He might still have a stomach. Mm. No, it was. We learned it's in their intestines. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, and then we cut to Harbor in Boston. It's like Inlet Bay or something like that. Dorchester. And yeah, Dorchester Inlet Bay. It's the smooth location. Floating words. Floating words. Um, and um, Olivia's there waiting and Peter gets out of the station wagon. She's like, where's Walter? And it's like, he wanted to take a cab today. And just now, looking at it again, for some reason, there is a road flare. Yes. On the ground behind the station wagon. And I don't know why. For no mm-hmm. apparent reason. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Walter took a cab and he's all dressed up in a nice little suit. His, his finest uh, yeah. finest clothes and doing his best to prove, yeah, no, I'm independent. Stop stop yeah. babying me. Peter's <laughs> like he wanted to take his own ride here. And Walter's like, I saw you following me in the station wagon. Peter's like, we're going to the same place. How was I following you? It's important to recognize that Walter's a big fan of global warming doesn't exist. It's, yeah. it's important to not carpool. Let's just take two cars separately there to the same location. Yes. I really hope this, like, this entire Walter wants to do like an independent episode came from John Noble showing up in that outfit and then going <laughs> to like Damn, a, that's to, to a table to a table read a couple of weeks ago and they went we should do something so he could wear that outfit more he does look real good he's rocking like the professor vibe oh yeah yeah he, he pulled out he pulled out those eighties professor clothes that he'd left behind seventies um, or eighties um, just a full tweed jacket oh yeah it's and a then, good time. Yeah, uh, Broyles is there because Lance Reddick needs more screen time, and I'll never complain about that. Um, and there's a whole bunch of uh, dead Chinese people on the shore. And yep. apparently a boat uh, crashed because it was cold weather or something fucked it up. So the boat crashed and everyone tried to swim ashore, but most of them died from hypothermia. But then they were like, hey, a um, bunch of these people have squids coming out of their mouths or also just like a lot of bloody faces and it's like that doesn't normally happen some are coming out of their ears absolutely hate what the effects they put on the people's faces with the squids coming out how they're like the skin's been ripped off and stuff yeah i I hate it i absolutely hate it It the one where they (laughs) they actually take one of the squids out and the dude's side of his face has been like torn open yeah Yeah, it's it's such a good it's such a good prosthetic. Such a good effect, and I hate it. That's <laughs> like once again, props to the fringe team because that's on screen for like maybe ten seconds, and that's and it will be in my head for the rest of my life. Yeah, <laughs> I will have nightmares about this tonight. It's uh, it's it's a really it's a really good effect, and goddamn, I can't believe how much effort the like fringe prop team put in everything. It's so I cool can't to see. believe that that made it to TV. Yeah. Like, there's just a flap of skin open on the side of this guy's face. To be fair, if we go back to episode one, like the pilot episode, (laughs) there's a lot more than flaps of skin in that episode there. That's fair. It's... I feel like there's less gore in TV now, right? Like, or are we just not not watching the right shows? Like, because I feel like this wouldn't fly in a current episode of like. Hey, viewers, um, let us know what shows are like have like a decent amount of gore so that we are just wrong about this. But yeah, no, on on broadcast television, not like shit. Like on actual like broadcast television, because like yeah, you watch like a Netflix TV show. Well, I guess Walking uh, AMC I wouldn't count as broadcast television. No, I wouldn't really count Walking. Yeah, I mean, even even Walking Dead's pretty tame, like rewatching some of the stuff. It's like they hit and they get a spatter of CG blood on their face, which is my least favorite thing about the advancements in computer technology is instead of having like a bag of fake blood and then pulling it back and like getting hit 
and you can see them like flinch because the actor is like shit there's blood on my face it's now like okay and react to it and we'll add it in in post and i'm like no because you miss that reaction and it, it looks weird and you can tell when it's not real blood you can tell when it's not real fake blood Bring back squibs. <laughs> Bring back blood pellets in the mouth. Uh, but yeah, um, we get a really cool uh, view of Walter, um, like King Arthuring a, a parasite. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then he hands it to Peter, and Peter's like, "I don't have fucking gloves. What do you want from me?" <laughs> nah, fuck that. I, I'm not touching that bullshit. That's not okay. <laughs> yeah, but then he grabs it anyways, and then they're like, "Oh my god, we found an alive woman!" And he runs away and just kind of like looks and chucks the squid down. Yeah. Like, fuck this yeah and they found a woman and she's bleeding and peter's like or walter's like we got to get her back to a hospital she could it's like a matter of time if she's infected and then we cut back to um our sinister evil man and he's pulling more parasites out of people and dumping them into like a barrel there's a bunch of other parasites there yes and there's a bunch of dead bodies in his basement and then he hears like the doorbell ring and hey look there's another really wet guy who's like, the boat crashed, everyone is dead, has anyone shown up yet? And he's like, no, you're the first one. (laughs) (laughs) No one else is here, I promise. Just stay here, have this blanket, and sit. (laughs) Now lie down and put these straps on yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Should I bite down on anything? Oh, no, 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 we need that open. (laughs) Oh, Don't like, don't like the energy coming out of that statement there. (laughs) (laughs) That is some wonky energy. (laughs) And then we cut to the hospital with the uh, the woman that was still alive with a very, very handsome man from the Chinese consulate. Which, like, hey, good on them for actually including, you know, some amount of bureaucracy in this episode. Uh, yeah, he's got a little this China would... flag pin, but I, yeah, no, this dude's good looking. As always, I note every time that people actually interact with the fringe team as if they're actual FBI agents. <laughs> <laughs> and this is one of them. Yep. They're like, yeah, nope, these guys are completely legit. Peter's obviously an FBI agent. <laughs> um, she's just explaining that um, she got on this boat. She was offered a pill to help with seasickness, but she'd grown up uh, as... Um, with her dad being a fisherman, so she didn't need it and didn't take it. So she wasn't a bitch and decided <laughs> not to take it. Which, hey, cool. Um, turns out being not a bitch was a good call here. Um, so my question is, what did she do with the pill then? Because like, they would have presume... forced her to take it, right? Yeah, that's what that's what I was pre- like. So that's the whole point. So I'm, where did her pill go? I'm How did she get out, to not take it? I'm trying to figure out exactly. Like I was trying to figure that out as well, and I'm just like. So, I, well, I guess with it being human trafficking, now you just force them. But it's like, right? if you're like trying to be, if you're trying to be sneaky about it, you're just like, hey, take this pill for seasickness. And you like give it to them and then you like try and watch from afar, but you don't like directly like force it into their mouths. Like but, either this is the human traffickers being really bad at their job. It's her, or her being an amazing close, like <laughs> close up, close up magician and just palming the pill and throwing it overboard. Well, maybe also, if she had the pill still, that would have been amazing for them to study. Yeah. Right. So she yep. doesn't that's, have it, obviously. That's that's what i was about to bring up because it's in my mind it's like hey this is a seasickness pill you have to take this we don't want people getting sick on this trip it's a long time and they just kind of hand them out and assume everyone's gonna take it and then she just kind of goes eh, whatever and pockets it yeah i think it would have been better if she was like oh yeah i still have it pulls it out but she was also like in the water trying to swim to shore so it would make sense that it's gone uh, yep. she lost it yeah it just yeah. seems weird because the whole point of like 
human trafficking is to get them to take the pills. So yes. it seems a little weird that she just didn't take it. Well, it's also like mentioned, she's for some reason, which I also find doubtful. She's the only one who doesn't because she's the only like fisherman's daughter. Yeah. Like she's the only one who spent any amount of time on a boat. I'm like, that That doesn't seem right. Yeah, she was like been really good at palming the pill. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She was an amazing close-up magician and she just palmed yeah. the pill and they went, yeah. okay, yeah, she took it. Yep. Um, but hey, we also learn in this scene that Peter does in fact speak Cantonese. Um, as, yes. Yep, yeah. He, he uh, decides to talk with... Uh, with the woman, it calms her down by speaking in Cantonese at some point. Which... Yeah, and the guy from the Chinese consulate was like, what the fuck am I here for then? <laughs> Why did you need me? <laughs> Why did you need me, FBI agents? The fuck? <laughs> um, but hey, um, the most important thing that we get from this is that she's looking for um, her child and her husband because uh, they were on a... They were on a different boat. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they and got separated. Yep. Yeah, and the boat is two days behind. Uh, we so don't know that yet. Pro- I don't think. Yeah, we do. Oh, do we? Do we learn that from she this? Says, she says she's worried about her husband and daughter, and the the crew on her boat said that they were two days ahead oh, okay. of the other boat. So okay. they have... they. Olivia's like, oh, we got like 36 hours to to find them. Okay, cool. Um, And then they we cut back to the lab, and Astrid is weighing one of the worms, and it comes in at 7 pounds, 10 ounces. <sighs> Which, which is, is all kinds of not okay it's too big just too big and walter's like man mother nature be fucked up <laughs> that is what we get um and he says it more elegantly of course oh yeah i also really love like you see like the fringe teams like cell phones like this this episode has a lot of them being like incoming call and looking at their phone um, yeah i don't know what was up with that like i the first time i saw it i was like was is was this product placement but it was just a generic uh, incoming call sign yeah it was like all oh like cool sh- look at this it's all like shitty flip phone but yeah um who directed this is this a first directed by because that uh, seems I'll like check. A f- you guys keep talking but yeah um, hollahan we get um we get a text message saying hey um the coast guard has found the manifest um we are bringing in someone for questioning now um and we cut away to our spooky bad guy again um playing around with his worms and uh cutting one open and taking what when i first saw it i thought was a heart um (laughs) but isn't a heart uh but we'll learn later about that and places it into a vial of something with a lot of others of those um, and yeah. then uh, what we presume is a little while later, um, we cut back and he's got a one, one of those chem bottles and it's all powder now. Um, and he packages up this powder, um, seals it nicely, and mm. um, yeah, no, everything's fine. He just was sending off some nice powder. Everything's fine. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so l- looking um, at this guy's uh, IMDb oh, yeah. page, uh, he just really kind of directed... Up to this point, at least, he directed, like, TV show, like, this era TV show episodes. Like, he did Eureka, Burn Notice, um, Numbers, Without a Trace, Las Vegas, Mentalist. Oh, numbers, so there's a show I haven't thought about in a while. I Yeah, I'm looking up, oh, it has six seasons, damn. God damn it. <laughs> I also, <laughs> I also have not seen um... enough of Numbers for it to be, for me to know whether the, the later seasons are terrible. <laughs> 
looking just at his uh at fringe in general he's directed i think he directed three total episodes from fringe one from this season one from season four and one from season five mm. it seems like he's just like your basic we need a guy to direct an episode no Television shots against director, him yeah. but just the whenever i see the the cell phone flip and the cut to the cell phone i'm like you can learn do better stuff <laughs> uh but yeah and then broils we get the the triad guy yet Yes, we've already passed the... Or no, we're now into the triad guy. Yeah, because um, they found a shipping manifest, so they arrested a guy at the shipyard. And Just as he was finishing burning all of the documents. Yeah, yeah. Um, and here's an early issue with this episode is Peter comes in and he's like, oh yeah, Bro's like, we're going to let him sweat it out a bit. And Peter's like, he's not going to talk. He's triad. And I'm like, how does the FBI not recognize triad tattoos? Listen, this is Peter proving that he he can be good at his job. This is Peter being good at his job, and then this is the FBI being terrible at their job. Because they're talking about the dude, Peter's talking about all the things, and the dude just calmly leans down, pulls a razor blade out from his mouth, and slits his own throat. (laughs) Yeah, and it's really great because they notice, like, they're like, hmm, what's he doing? And then it's like, oh, there's a razor blade, and they're like, all right, time to run in and try and stop him, I guess. Um, Yeah. And also, this is another gore moment, because what the fuck, Fringe? Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah dude. This is... So Peter's like, oh, he's from this triad. And Olivia's like, oh, I know that gang. They mainly deal in drugs. And Peter's like, well, what if they're still dealing in drugs? What if the parasite produces some sort of narcotic? And then, he, yeah, he leans down. No one's watching him. Apparently, no one's watching cameras either. And Olivia's like, oh, shit, he's got a razor blade. And then, yeah, he he full on slits his own throat. And then they get in there and he looks up and he just kind of smiles. Yeah. Blood is gushing out of his throat. You're like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah. Hey, how did you get that deep with a simple razor? I have doubts on that. Uh, Uh, You don't know how much practice he has with a razor blade. It's so deep, and I don't like how they show it to the camera. Uh, honestly, it kind of it kind of reminds me of that time that I uh, got hit by a car. <laughs> oh Jesus! What? Um, yeah. So um, you, you know the you know the scar that's on my face, right? Yeah. Um, so that scar, when that initially came, uh, essentially that was like not like a wound from like getting cut from anything. That was literally a pressure injury of my face compressed enough and popped like the skin of a grape at that spot. Oh, why would you describe Stop. it like that? Stop talking. Cause, Stop cause, describing the story in such detail. I don't like it. Because that's how it was described to me. Um, and yeah, no, um, I have a picture of it at some point. Maybe I'll show you guys. But it's really interesting because, yeah, no, uh, it's just a perfectly clean cut. I don't want to um, see it. Yeah, cool. I don't want to see it. That's a fun story. Let's move on because Charlie's nauseous now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really it's really cool uh, no it doesn't sound cool to uh to, to soothe my stomach <laughs> let's watch walter get bit by the parasite to calm us down yep because <laughs> they're handling one and then it like wraps its tail around his arm and bites him and astrid's like holy shit walter you're getting bitten he's like oh hold on hold on this is oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, now, now I'm starting is, to see what this, this is, is all about. <laughs> uh, so at first they were discussing that they thought that the parasites would be drugs. So in my head, this was like, oh, the, he's getting high. That's why he's enjoying yeah, it. Yeah, it eats on you, but you get high, so you don't care. And Walter's Walter's even like, oh, man, to like transport them like this. It must be a really good high. <laughs> and he's super Which, excited I mean, about sense, it. Yeah. 
Oh, and, and I do, yeah. I do love how Asher has to be like Walter. You are not getting high off of this. No. Yeah. <laughs> well, she specifically says you're not allowed to smoke this. Yeah. Which I'm like, yeah. that's not how you would do these drugs. Hey, man, you don't know. <laughs> but yeah, no, and we the, get the. Oh, I do love the she, little like close-up scenes of the like worm attaching to Walter because it's the it's the like low-budget like horror film scenes of just like it, writhing mass destroying and attaching to something. Not not even I wouldn't even say low budget is worse because that's like we just got a rubber skin and you have to shake and like oh you're fighting against yourself. There's some sort of like robotic puppeteering going on here, probably, and it looks it looks good. And then Walter's like still kind of like riding that high of getting bit. And then he's like, oh, <laughs> Agent Broyles, I didn't see you come in. <laughs> and Astrid's like fighting with it. And Broyles is like, where can I find Dunham? I need to not know anything more about this lab or I'm going to lose my job. <laughs> <laughs> Just the flat look on Broyles' face about everything going on. Well, can, real you imagine, funny. can you imagine trying to like explain this to a committee at some point? <laughs> Royals would just be work. like, hey, hey, remember that shapeshifter tech we gave you? This is worse. <laughs> Don't ask questions. Uh, uh, can you imagine if they handed over this tech? Because this would immediately go to a pharmaceutical company. <laughs> I mean, if you could grow this stuff inside of, like, pigs or something or not need, like, this would be massive. Yes. Uh, but we'll get there. Um, <laughs> we'll discuss that as, as needed. Broyles is showing up to drop off information about the triad and their leader, John Sue, yep. I think. I don't know my pronunciations. Um, for, uh, for what? Which names? Uh, the leader of the triad, John H.S.U. Sue. Uh, Sue. Sue? Yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, and he's like, he set up shell corporations all over New England, so we gotta search a bunch of shit. It'll be a fun time. Um, and Olivia's like, oh, hey, one woman in Boston transferred half a million dollars to one of his shell companies let's go pay her a visit specifically two weeks ago right when the shipment would have left yeah um and they show up and it's a very wealthy white neighborhood um and they ring the doorbell and this young kid like teenage kid opens the door and <laughs> he's like who are you and they're like we're fbi who are you and he's like matt well, this he, kid also goes, hey, can I see a badge? Which yeah, is also a rarity for Fringe. Hey, it's, you know, it's it's good. They're, they're, they're showing that those, uh, I guess, the upper the upper class white people make sure to understand class, the rights. Know their it's rights. so bad. Oh, it's oh, so no. bad. I mean, oh, this... A terrible takeaway. <laughs> that that terrible it... takeaway aside, this does make sense for stuff later on in the episode. But, like, but also... <laughs> He, this isn't the first time that of... we've had the upper white people know their rights and everyone else doesn't. It's it's yeah. not a good take from like a lot of Not a good early... look, Fringe. That's well, not no, a good not look. Well, no, not just Fringe. This was early 2000s TV. Yeah. Dude, this was mid-2000s Mid-2000s, yeah. This is late 2000s. This is, well, no, but I'm just talking about, okay, I'm talking well, early 2000s okay. instead of like all of the 2000s. Yeah, so like I was going to say, in context of the millennium, yeah. this okay, is early okay. 2000s. This is late aughts. Is that what you want? <laughs> Fine. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm I mean, just like, about, We are like, still technically general. very much of the early 2000s. Exactly. And I can just say that. That's fine. <laughs> There's 980 years left of the 2000s. Oh my hey. god. You guys suck. <laughs> uh, anyway, he's like, yeah, cool. Badge is cool. Mom, FBI is here. And then walks away. Yep. 
Um, yeah, and they talk to the woman, Elizabeth Jarvis, and she's like, oh, I heard there was a lot of money to be made in Beijing construction. Um, like, why Like, why is this suspicious? And they're like, oh, well, they're smuggling people. And she's like, oh, that's horrible. I didn't know anything about that. I, How could I have? My lawyers yeah, looked Olivia, this all over. Yeah, Olivia's like, oh, did you like ever meet the owner of the company? She's like, no. And Olivia's like, maybe your husband did, which I'm like, Olivia, why are you pulling that card? This woman can invest on her own. <laughs> yeah, I wrote down here, Olivia should check her fucking privilege. <laughs> <laughs> um, but hey, uh, Peter's at least doing some good investigating while Olivia's insulting a family. Um, well, we and... also find out that the husband is dead. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, and that's the, the only reason why best. she's taking care of the investments, yeah. according oh, to Olivia. Oh, no. <laughs> Listen, but no, yeah, this is but, a bad episode, guys. Politically, we're, we're, make, we're making this really, really bad. Hey, we <laughs> haven't touched on the, the like all the Chinese people yet, so I think that's a win. Um, oh no, it could. I'm just saying, it could be worse. It could be worse. All right, moving on. Uh, yeah, Peter's looking around. He's finding all this hand sanitizer lying around. Um, and. All the windows are hermetically sealed and there's like an air filtration, like a HEPA filter built into the central air. And It'd be fancy. Yeah. And the kid's outside shooting hoops and Olivia's like, what are you sneaking around for? And he's like, I don't know yet. I was like, that's suspicious. <laughs> but then Olivia's like, all right, I'm going to go check out another lead. And uh, Peter's like, all right, drop me off at the lab first so that Peter can have his discussions with Walter. Yeah. Um, Walter's putting on some new shoes. Yep, they, they are nice. some nice shoes. Peter even calls them nice kicks. And I'm like, wow, this really dates this show. Pumped up kicks even. <laughs> yeah. And goes to Walter and is like, hey, um, what does having like germophobia and these parasites, like what's the connection there? And Walter's like, I think I know. I got, and Peter's like, holy shit, you got bit by one? And Astrid's like, yeah, I won't get it checked out. And Walter's like, ah, check my blood. I'm not infected. Also, my white cell count is through the roof and I have new antibodies and the gas I had earlier is completely gone. <laughs> Basically, this is magic. Yeah. So the parasites are a wonder drug in every sense of the word. Yeah, that's, this is this is very much what every pharmaceutical company ever would be looking for. Yeah. And... um. I think when the woman brought up that they had to take a seasickness pill, Walter comments that that's the perfect way to get the larva inside a host body. And he's like, I'm pretty sure the, the human body is the only place these things could survive. And I'm like, surely Massive Dynamic could tweak that and you could grow them in like... A massive Dynamics clones. Or like um, other fish. Like surely, surely there's another way to grow these and then everyone gets this great, wonderful medicine that can help suppress autoimmune diseases. Nah, fuck that. Literally go two episodes ago to where Massive Dynamic had clones. <laughs> yeah, grow them in there. Oh, yeah. Like, Keep literally cloning. two Even, episodes hey, ago. You, we have, like, artificial, like, uh, incubators for humans. Like, it, oh, yeah. it shouldn't be impossible to build an artificial incubator for these even, parasites. You wouldn't even like, need a perfect artificial womb. Well, yeah, but also it's not a womb we need. It's the stomach, right? But it's like it's possible just to build that. You don't need human or like animals to grow these. In. Like they'd be amazing medicine. Yeah, but you know it's important that these only get out to certain people and uh, only follow this way of of incubating them. I guess. Yeah. God, I can't imagine patenting this. Um, but yeah, they then bring out um, that Walter's like, hey, I have an idea of where these probably came from and shows 
a picture of a um, parasitic worm that um, is used to treat asthma. Um, which cool. I didn't. I don't know if that's a if that's a thing. Um, yeah, I don't know how legit this is, but he's like, yeah, in Chinese medicine, if you get these hookworms, you deliberately infect someone with asthma, and they go their whole life with these worms in them. But the hookworms help with the asthma. I yeah. guess like that episode of Futurama where Fry eats a bad egg salad sandwich from truck stop and gets superworms. Oh yeah, <laughs> this is kind of the fringe take on that. Yeah, I I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. But hey, um, Walter's like, don't worry. I've found five um, Chinese herbalist shops in Boston. I'm going to go get some samples of these worms uh, from each of them to genetically compare them. Um, Yeah, and Peter's like, oh, I can go for you. And Walter's like, no, I'm going to go on my own. Don't follow me. Also, can I have money for the bus? (laughs) (laughs) Please give me money. But also, I'm an independent big boy now. Please let me go do things. Yeah. Uh, and then Olivia's back at the hospital and she shows the woman, uh, her name is Maylin, the one who survived the first boat crash. And she's like, oh, I recognize that too. What is it? Tattoo. What does it mean? And Olivia's like, they're gang members. And she's like, ah, shit. My husband and daughter are on the other boat. Can you like make sure they don't die? Well, also, how do you not know that? Like, Maylin understands how to read Cantonese or read Chinese. <laughs> she should <laughs> Yeah. And according to Peter, the tattoo translates to like this gang triad. <laughs> yeah like you should just be able to read it and be like mm, that literally says gangster on its chest <laughs> also if you are paying for yourself and your family to be smuggled surely you know that it's probably a gang doing it i would hope that you would at least there's there's some plot holes in this in the writing of this episode uh it's but it's, it's all right it's, though it's fine um and hey uh let's let's keep moving we finally get our first shot of the husband and Malin's daughter um and they're just hanging out on a boat um her, her daughter doesn't saying she's not feeling too good right now uh but that's fine because at least she's not the other guy who's shirtless and then lying down and has has a serious serious case of the tummy rumblies right now i guess not even the tummy rumblies but the tummy stretchy oh i cannot look at that that is it's ugh, not okay. so not okay. gross it's yep it's bad uh it's like you know those like massage machines that they have for like your shoulders that you like put on like the back of a chair yeah yeah and they like it's, rotate and stuff yeah, it's like that it's that but in a stomach which yeah, okay <laughs> and the girl just kind of looks at it and then suddenly she, her eyes get like super wide like what the fuck's going on <laughs> I mean, that's the appropriate reaction to what she just saw. It's like the best child performance on TV. Just that one shot is her going like, Ur. Don't worry, I, I promise you that that's on her, uh, um, her reel. Her reel. Yeah. <laughs> and then Olivia goes to the lab and Peter's there and she's like, where's Walter? And he's like, oh, he's out self-actualizing. It's okay. I said, I sent Astrid out to tail him, <laughs> despite him asking no one follow him. Um, and he's like, hey, um, Elizabeth Jarvis had all this like, filtration stuff set up inside our house so um i think there's an immune system stuff and they're they know they're buying the worms to help combat that and olivia's like cool let's go get a warrant that shouldn't take any time at all and peter's like i have a better idea let's entrap her son yes uh, completely legal don't worry this is why peter's not part of the fbi it's not entrapment yeah. if you're not part of the fbi right <laughs> <laughs> Sure. I just I have a note here. It was just like, hey, kid, you don't have to talk to anyone. You don't want to. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, he <laughs> even says, he, he's like, I'm a teenager, so you can't question me without my parent present. 
Also, I know I don't have to talk to the FBI. And Peter's like, I'm not technically FBI. I'm like, you're a consultant for the FBI. You're FBI. And then, and and Olivia, then also, Olivia's like, anything, I'm going to go get a warrant. And if anything, like, that's right. creepier. That's creepier, Peter. Now you're just some now you're just some adult male talking to a teenager. Nah, like, now he's, now like he's just he like, said, all right, just, kid, I'm going to be your dad now. He's like, just two dudes on the court. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> just just dudes being guys. Just guys being dudes. Just some guys sitting six feet apart in a hot tub because we ain't gay. <laughs> He's also just like, uh, it's. it's <laughs> and then Peter appeals to the kids' like sensibilities, being like, "Oh, my mom raised me too, not because my dad was dead, but because he was in insane asylum." Yeah, but also I because he just wasn't wanting... there. Yeah, he's <laughs> he like, I understand wasn't. wanting to protect your mom, but like, hey, the triad will come and kill you if they find out that you. <laughs> Like it, the triad will cover their tracks. Your tracks. You, your mom is a track. Uh. Yeah, and Peter's like, so what is it? Like she got some sort of condition. The kid's like, nah, it's me. And lifts up, and he's got. And he has a this scar. enormous scar on his side. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, that kid's not shooting basketballs. That that is still bruised. It looks That's by freshly, his ribs. It looks freshly sutured. It's like, like holy motherfucker should be in bed. Yeah. Well, they uh, later on that he gets surgery once a month and i'm like what the fuck dude surgery is not some casual thing you get well, like i'd also like to so, point out that if this is just like an injection to the spleen fucking yeah. big ass needle and you're good to go that's that's my thing they keep saying oh he gets a shot directly into his spleen i'm like cool you don't need that massive stop cutting scar. this that, child open once a month please we, we're like literally the entire medical industry is all about reducing the amount of like cuts in surgery at yeah. this point Oh, but hey, hey Peter's um, yeah, Peter's in Chinatown now, and he's looking around. And he's like, "Wait a minute, that woman from behind the stand is an Asian. She's black. My God, it's Astrid." Because it's real hard to blend in in Boston in Chinatown if you're not Asian, <laughs> Asian or <And> white. <laughs> yeah, this is this is Astrid being bad at her job as an yeah. FBI agent. Yes, yeah, she's like, Astrid's- oh no. I am meeting a friend who lives near the Chinese restaurant. <laughs> and like points down the street. Which I mean, at hey, this point, there you was could probably just say, a Chinese restaurant somewhere where she oh, pointed. 100%. I want Chinese. Tasty, tasty. But uh, anyway, Walter's like, oh, you were following me, yada, yada, yada. And then he's like, you've betrayed my trust. But while you're here, you might as well come with me to the last store, but as a friend. <laughs> And Astrid's like, okay, that's fine. He's like, oh, I love Chinatown. And I'm like, yay, Walter. Uh, you and I both know that there's, like, all of all of us know that there are a bunch of fanfics that started out with this scene as well. Oh, God. <laughs> we refuse to talk about those on this show until it's a special <laughs> episode. Uh, at this point, it's just funny to be like, how many fanfics do you think were made out of this scene? <laughs> Because this is very much a nice, cute little Walter Astrid bonding moment. Yeah, I'm not down for the Walter Astrid ship. Oh I'm man, not this... for it. We might have our favorite wiki author though, because there's a bunch of ellipses in this Ooh. paragraph. I've been like trying to like read through them slightly. It's it's not like it's not bad. It's like Astrid apologizes for the intrusion, and Walter quickly softens his tone with the junior agent. He invites her to join him, only not as a supervisor, but as a friend. Astrid is delighted with the offer and accepts Walter's conditions. But like you're still just like it's a novelization of the episode, but worse. <laughs> and he uh, needs to know how to use an ellipses. Because there's just... so many times where it should be there. It should just be a comma, dude. 
But hey, um, don't worry. Let's now focus on our sketchy meeting in an alleyway of Broyles, or like under an overpass with Broyles, Olivia, yeah. and Peter. What a weird location, right? Like, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know why they're there. And, and then they're like, "All right, time to talk about some sensitive medical information about a, about a subject." Because um, Broyles isn't even parked; he just kind of like pulled up crookedly. Yep. And then, like, drives off. Maybe they were both, like, on the road driving somewhere. And Bro's like, we got to talk. Where can you meet me? And they're like, this underpass. And he's like, all right. <laughs> I know that underpass well. <laughs> That's my favorite underpass. <laughs> A little sketchy, I'm there but okay. all the time. <laughs> um, and then Astrid is buying it. I think it's, like, a bean smoothie. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Well, no. So I, it's important to recognize, first, Walter and Astrid actually go to the... Uh, Go to the herbalist oh, yes. shop. Sorry, and um, the guy behind the counter is definitely someone that we've never seen before. He's brand new and just a random herbalist guy. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's nothing nothing weird about this at all. He's very obviously the same creepy dude from the earlier scenes. Um, I was harvesting the parasites. I don't know what you're yeah. talking about, David. This was just a random herbalist guy. Um, and Walter's like, ah, oh, yes, and is talking a lot about these hookworms, and then he's like, ah. <laughs> If only you could see the ones that we have. They're four feet long. And the guy's like, hmm, interesting. $15, please. <laughs> give me <laughs> give me your money now and get out of my shop. And then immediately pulls out his phone and is like, follow them. Find um, out where their four foot worms are. Yeah, and then they're, they're looking to buy some, I swear to God, it's a bean smoothie. Because Walter's like, I trust you steep these beans to get rid of the toxicity. And the guy's like, yes, of course, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> and Yeah, um, at first I thought it was a stinky tofu truck, which got me really excited. But no, nah, it's just some <laughs> weird bean juice. Yeah. Delicious, delicious and bean. <laughs> Astrid is like getting the, the drinks and paying for it. And Walter's like, ooh, lacquered cricket boxes. And like wanders off for a second. And then Astrid can't find him. Yep, we get the um, we get the mother being afraid that her child just wandered off moment. Yeah, uh, and Broyles, Peter, and Olivia finish up their meeting, and Peter gets a call, and it's Astrid's like, "I lost him, I lost him," and it's like, "I came, and he he like knew I was following him, but he was but he lured me into a false sense of security." <laughs> It really actually, makes it seem like Walter did this on purpose. Like, yeah, but, which to be fair, given, he, he has. <laughs> yes. Like as recently as last episode. Yes. But no, he and now we get sad Walter and we get sad scenes. And I don't like these scenes because they're very sad. We'll get there soon. Before then, though, um, we like we're continuing to have the conversation uh, with Broyles, Olivia, and Peter, and they're basically like, "Time's running out. The ship's going to get here in less than two days." Um, you know, that's when Elizabeth, uh, Elizabeth, uh, or his surgery is happening again. Yeah. Um, and Peter's like, "Don't Matt. worry, Astrid. You can just head back to the lab. Walter's got all of his like all the cards with phone yeah. numbers on him. He'll be fine." Yeah, because they assume he just ran off, and Walt and Peter's like, "He's got all of his emergency numbers. He needs to learn how to cross the street by himself soon." And so Astrid goes back to the lab and like looks around, and then here's some other people, and boom, there's triad members just chilling in the lab trying to grab the uh, the, the, yeah, the the worm, the squid, and. Then now we get the sad scenes of Walter putting coins into a payphone and keeps dialing numbers. And he's like, hello, Peter, it's your father, Walter. And they're like, wrong number. And they hang up and they're also mean to him. And I'm like, but I'm really upset that none him. of them had like really strong Boston accents. Like I expected like a <laughs> wrong, wrong number, asshole. <laughs> Who the fuck do you think you are calling this number at this time of day? 
Get the fuck out of here. You know I work nights. <laughs> Who the fuck? I'll fucking kill you, Walter Bishop. <laughs> Truly, find, the I'm correct Bostonian response. <laughs> Who do you think you fucking are? You think you're better than me? <laughs> With uh, your fancy wrong numbers, you got people to call? Think you're better I'm, than me? <laughs> I'm glad that we all have horrible Boston accents. Uh, <laughs> It's because Bostonians have horrible accents. Oh, shots fired. Not even. They're all... Hey, if you're from Boston and you listen to this, let us know. Tell tell Charlie, fuck off. uh, Also, all your sports teams can go fuck themselves. Well, I agree with that statement. Yeah, no, that one's fair. Uh. Um, But yeah, it's Walter very sad, can't get the right number, and then he runs out of money, and he's just kind of like panicked and nervous, and like all that kind of bravado and independence he had before has vanished and he sits on a bench and another woman sits down next to him and he's like the number five bus hasn't come in two hours not that it matters because i spent all my money dialing seven wrong numbers i know my son's number phone number has these numbers in it but i can't remember the sequence and he's like on the verge of tears and i'm like just stop please just so sad john noble There's... why why are you good at this yeah <sighs> This was there, like, John Noble needs to, like, act the fuck out of a scene. We haven't given him one in a while. And then he's like, all right. It's been a while since we've gotten an emotional John Noble. Mainly it's been funny John Noble for a while, so it's time we get emotional again. (laughs) But it's nice because the the woman who sits next to him, like, she doesn't doesn't speak English, but she kind of, like, understands what's going on, and she seems nice. Yeah. And then uh, we cut to Astrid unconscious on the lab floor with, like, blood coming from her scalp laying in glass. Yeah. Peter and Olivia wake her up, and Peter's like, I'm gonna call you an ambulance. She's like, no, no, I'm fine. I don't need an amber bomb bomb like, <laughs> What's an ambulance? Of, she kind of slurs ambulance. Yeah. <laughs> what so, is David? So, so hey, well, okay, so all I'm going to say is, once again, going off of the getting hit by a car thing, the the shock of it, yeah, you know, you, you're like, I don't need an ambulance. Um, Like, you guys remember what I did out of that. I was like, all right, just yeah, like, yeah, take me to- showed take, up to your lab. <laughs> uh, after I went and got stitched up, but I didn't want to go to the hospital. I went to the- uh, uh, the on-campus doctor. Did because... you really only go to the on-campus doctor? Jesus yes, Christ. and I showed up. Here's the best thing about that. I showed up 10 minutes after they closed, knocked on the door. One of the like receptionists behind the counter looked, did a double take, and then unlocked the door and was like, <laughs> you can come in. Looked up, saw you bleeding, and went, Saw my face right, bleeding and me holding a bike wheel. Uh, <laughs> That's when, hilarious. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, when my knee uh, dislocated, David was like, oh, shit, what do I do? What do I do? And I was like, he's like, do you want me to call an ambulance? And I was like, no, those cost money. <laughs> um, my yeah, girlfriend should be coming to- This is the States. <laughs> <laughs> no, the only reason I it was in my mind that it would cost extra is because uh, my roommate at the time had oh also gotten hit by a car <laughs> while on a bike. And the dude who hit him was like, oh, I'll call you an ambulance. And then he got the bill for the ambulance like a week later and was like, what the fuck? I have to pay for this? And we're like, yeah, you do. I mean, the guy also got a ticket. Like, the guy also got a ticket because he was riding his bike across the crossing walk, which is what you're not allowed to do. Yeah, I'm glad he got clipped on his back tire, though, which means the guy was cutting way too soon. And we're like, how did you get the ticket and not the driver? How did you end up losing money out of this situation? Yeah, I got out of mine way better than that. Um, no, so but when, I also so when wasn't at out, fault in any way, shape, or form. Uh, yeah. When my knee came out, Dave was like, "Should I call an ambulance?" I'm like, "No, those cost money, and our ride from work is coming soon." Um, <laughs> call Campus Medical, 
and like see if they could handle this and he calls and they don't pick up because they're closed and we're like shit they shut down two hours ago (laughs) and then i'm like okay we'll call the hospital to see like where do we go and he's like yeah uh my friends knee just came out and they're like yeah just bring him to emerge and we're like okay cool and then Uh, i was just laying in the back seat of my girlfriend's hatchback so okay one one more real quick thing about my bike accident because i don't know if you guys have heard this and i know for sure but the listeners haven't heard this um one of one of the great things was so i um i basically t-boned a car because he they made a, a right turn into the bike lane um and didn't signal it which was super cool um but I was like, yeah, no, can you just, like, I, I need to, like, make it to my class, but I want to go to, like, the on-campus doctor first to get myself stitched up. And the guy's like, yeah, sure. Uh, we get, like, tossed my bike in, the, in, like, the back of, like, the truck's car. He drives me there, has to leave his mom, who he was driving home at the side of the road, to get me to the doctor. Um <laughs> I think I heard that. And, um, yeah, uh, as we're leaving, um, like, we hear sirens approaching, and we're like, hmm, I don't know what to do here. And I'm like, I really just want to get to the, like, I really just want to get to the hospital. And there's, like, a huge crowd around, and we're like, we're just going to (laughs) go. So, um, technically, it had been classified as a hit and run, um, because no one was at the scene <laughs> could you imagine oh my god could you imagine if that dude still has like an arrest warrant out for him so no so here's the important thing i was like all right i'm gonna go get stitched up i'm gonna go to my lab um and then i'm gonna go home and i'm gonna see if someone who has a car can drive me down to the guelph police station for me to work all this out um <laughs> and i went down to the guelph police station was like hi i was like this person and they're like oh you're that guy uh, <laughs> we've been looking for you literally the receptionist was like oh you're that guy we've been looking for you <laughs> oh my god <laughs> um and yeah no <laughs> we thought you were dead uh, and they're like and i was like yeah no and i had to talk with them for a while i made sure that there were no charges pressed against that guy um and yeah uh that was basically how that went <laughs> had to go fill out like a like traffic accident form it was great <laughs> Oh my god, that's hilarious. I, okay, oh. I will say this is probably the best tangent we've been on because that's a hilarious story. It's oh, it's a really good time. Um, yeah, no, it was really great as well because then like three months later when I guess all those records went public, uh, I got calls from like three or four like kind of skeezy insurance companies being like, yeah. hey, you want to sue the guy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was cool. It was you don't have cool. to chase the ambulance anymore. You can just look up police reports. Yep. Yeah, super cool. They're like, "Oh man, this sounds like open and shut. We can get, we can make money off of this guy." I mean, and they it definitely me. was, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, anyways, Peter's like, "I'm going to call you an ambulance," and Astor's like, "I don't need an ambulance." And I'm pretty sure that exact interaction has happened before because this isn't the first time Astrid has been found unconscious in the in lab. Literally the yes. lab. Yeah. <laughs> this time it wasn't Walter's doing though. It was Walter's it fault. Was, though. It was tangentially Walter's fault. <laughs> Um, yeah, she's like, I don't know how the hookworm, they knew the hookworm was here. And Peter's like, they must have followed you from Chinatown. And then he gets a call and he's speaking in Cantonese. And, um, he, it turns out the woman on the bus stop, um, took Walter back to her place and helped him call Peter. And so Peter goes up to go pick Walter up and she's like, oh, but he was, I normally don't let strangers into my house, but he was very sad and couldn't remember your number. It took us many tries to get there and Walter's sitting at the table eating some noodles and like a kimono. Yeah. And like just a robe. And I'm like, this is great. 
Yeah, but uh, it's important to recognize. So Walter, Walter, or uh, Peter leaves to go pick up Walter, and Olivia's like taking care of Astrid for a little bit, and then goes, "I gotta go question a subject now," and leaves Astrid. Yeah, who a hundred percent has like a concussion, and they're like, "Do you know who did this?" And she's like, "Asian guys with tattoos." I'm like, "Damn it, it's the triad. They were here." <laughs> I mean, like, hey, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So Peter goes to pick Walter up, and he goes over, and he's like, "Walter." Emergency numbers in your pocket. I put them here. Do you not remember this? And Walter's like, I do not. Not one bit. <laughs> yeah, we Walter. Get, we get we get the Peter being very upset at Walter, and it's, but it's then, unfortunate. But then he takes a breath and goes, Walter, you can't just... You know what? Never mind. Are you okay? And it's a nice little thing where Peter's like, he's gonna do these things. I just need to be happy that he's alright. And it's more character development, which I like. And yeah, um... But yeah, we then, also then get uh, Olivia uh, grilling Elizabeth again uh, about the, these people, and she's like, "We we know everything. Your son told us everything." Yeah. To which her, you know, the, the Elizabeth's response wasn't just that sounds illegal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and Elizabeth is like, um, "Well, Olivia's like, hey, we got like two dozen Chinese nationals dead. A federal agent has now been assaulted, and we have a boat full of people that are about to die." And she's like, but you don't understand. My son will die without these treatments. And I'm kind of like, okay. She just told you that at <laughs> least like 30 people are dead or will die in a listen, short amount of time. Listen, what we just learned are is already that she... dead. 30 more people will die. What it's, the yeah, fuck, lady? It's, it's important to realize that Elizabeth has just defined her trolley problem. Um, yeah. That's, yeah. That's all that this was. This is just a trolley problem. Yeah. It does fit with her upper white like, <laughs> class persona. Yeah, no, um, this, but... is, this is a worse trolley problem. It's not like choose left or right. It's choose left and one per you run over one person choose right and you run over 24 people every other week well, continuously no, so, for so, the so rest the, of time the important thing to recognize is it, he probably only needs like one person's worm for his treatments so it's only um one person every two weeks or one person every month yes no, 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 but one this person's is, this treatment is bulk payment. delivery yeah yes that's fair you are by ordering one you are ordering 24 you are killing 24 people <laughs> You are enabling this problem. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Again, hey. if she was smart, she would have limitless this and gotten her hands on a worm and then went to a pharmaceutical company and said, replicate this without the loss of human okay. life. Well, to be fair, they don't know. She doesn't know it no. comes from a worm, right? Because they yeah. mentioned that it's just some white powder they inject into his spleen. Yeah, they're just like, this is a magical drug. Um, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's keeping him alive. They don't uh, I will know pay the actual purchasing, like, yeah. what's happening behind the scenes. I will pay whatever for this and understand that, you know, but if I try again, to do anything, that I'm going to get Would trouble. you not also, like, you paid a half million dollars for this. Would you not try and take it to a company and say, can you synthesize this well yes i would but i don't think but she's yeah. also dealing with the triad that's uh <laughs> yeah, yeah that's i fair. wouldn't cross triad <laughs> um but then walter's like oh i hope it didn't make astrid too nervous and peter's like oh she got other things on her mind um do you have the list of the shops you went to and walter's like oh yeah well i went to this one with astrid they, you should have seen his face when I told him that we had a four foot one. Ours isn't even two feet. Ha ha ha. Tricked him. <laughs> and Peter's like, so that's how they knew where to find Astrid. And Walter's immediately like, they did what to Astrid? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> and Peter like drives to the the shop, the last shop uh, Walter and Astrid went to. And Walter's like, what are we doing here? We have to go to the lab. I have to check on Astrid. And I was like, oh, that's sweet. 
But no, you don't get to. Peter's got to play hero. Yes. Um, I just, I don't know why Peter did this. This is not makes, a good idea. It makes literally um, no sense. And Olivia's even like, hey, I'm on the way. Well, like, backup's so, on the way. And he's like, ah, I gotta go do this solo. So it's important to recognize that basically Olivia's like, hey, we're, we found the boat. Um, we, we understand where it is. We're raiding it now. And Peter's like, cool, I'm gonna go check out a lead on my own right now. And Olivia just doesn't question that. Yeah. Um, and hey, we find out the Broyles did have room for one more FBI raid in his budget. Yeah, um, it turned yay. out to be pointless because none of the people are on the boat. But we do yeah. see the toy that Mei Lin's daughter was playing. playing. Yes. We, get a, we get a great line here where Broyles is just like, there are no traffic people on this boat. And Olivia just goes, but there was. <laughs> we were Musical just too stayed. late. And then Peter picks the lock to the shop with the efficiency of lockpicking lawyer. That's like two seconds. It well, was yeah. real good. She Olivia then calls him back and goes, Hey, there's there was no one on the boat. And he's like, Yep, they're all right here. And Olivia's I'm like, wait, like, Olivia's like wait, what? <laughs> um and yeah, no, he's like, Yeah, nope, they're at this herbalist shop. Um looks looks like they're all heading in right now. And Olivia's like, Olivia, all she says is we're on our way. Like she's not like, hey, don't do anything stupid. It's yeah. just we're on our way. And Peter sees the the one guy taking oh god there's just so many worms coming out of people <laughs> like i think they're hanging in the background like drawing in the background and one woman like who is in the process of removal yep. um, sees peter and he's like hey be quiet and i would not be quiet in that situation because i'd be panicked out of my mind i'd be like no fuck you save me <laughs> and he uh, he knocks the the one doctor down and is like oh i'm gonna save you and then gets attacked by some triad members yep because remember guys there's always more than one of a thing (laughs) there is always more than one thing especially true of the triad yes well triad implies there's three of a thing exactly (laughs) um then we cut to walter and this was a nice throwback because he's singing i think he's singing the same song uh from the lizard scorpion, scorpion monster, monster yeah. episode. That's what yeah. I thought it was from. It's a nice little calming melody for him, I think. Yeah. Um, it doesn't help, though, because he is not calm. And then we well, cut back inside, and um, I'm pretty sure someone had seen JJ do the worm scene from Star Trek 2008 or whatever it was, and went, we could do that, but in fringe. Because <laughs> it's very similar. <laughs> it is very, very similar. Dude strapped down, they have a little worm thing, and they go, hey, if you try to bite this, it'll kill you. I'm going to put this worm in you. <laughs> this, mer- this worm's going in your mouth. <laughs> this worm is entering your body in some fashion. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I uh, try a member holds Peter's mouth open. Uh, they, they make him, uh, they put the worm in his mouth, and um, yep, nope. It's, it's not pleasant looking. No. Um... <laughs> Yeah. It's not okay. No. It's fine, though, because the FBI's here now, and all they care about is Peter. All the rest of these strapped-down bodies, they're... <laughs> yeah. And then uh, the FBI comes in, and Olivia just shoots the guy in the chest, like, twice. Yep. Which I thought was um a bit much. Yeah. Well, I think he... Right I think away. he's reaching for a gun. Okay. Uh, she could definitely say that he was reaching for a gun. And, you oh, know. he he pulls a gun out. Actually, okay. they show it. He pulls a gun out of his waistband. Uh, look at them and proving that Olivia was do was in the right. Uh, and then Peter spits out the worm, and the other uh, triad member surrenders. And, and they, the, the the big thing out of this isn't that they just grab the worm and go, "Holy shit, get this to massive dynamic now!" <laughs> yeah, 
get then, this medicine to everyone now. Yep. <laughs> and then we get a really nice scene where... Um, well, it's a really sad scene, to be honest. Well, it's, yeah, it's a sad scene, but it's a good scene because they were just like, now act. And both actors were like, okay, we can do that. Because um, Astrid, like Walter comes to the lab and Astrid's like, oh, Walter, so good that you're okay. Don't worry about this meth. I'll like clean it up. And she started to cry. And Walter's like, I'm so sorry. Oh. That's a good scene because Walter cares. As as the fringe wiki puts it. Astrid says it wasn't his fault. Somberly, they gaze into the other's eyes. Dot, dot, dot. Then hug. (laughs) Oh, it's so good. It's so trash. No, it's great. I love it. Never change Fringe Wiki or Fringepedia. Well, it can't because it's dead. Yep, never change. I I really want to do something where David reads the Fringepedia entry for an episode and then watches the episode. (laughs) Just really so, good. just so we could get like somberly they gaze and then hug, and it gets to the scene where Walter's like, "I'm sorry," and then they hug. <laughs> David's just like, "No." Uh, and yeah, then we go back uh, to the hospital, and Broyles isn't wearing a trench coat anymore. He's just in a very nice suit. Yep, and we get a very nice happy scene of a family reunited. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think they said like most people are in intensive care, but it's they a should good, all. Yeah, yeah, it's a good yeah. prognosis for them all. Like they'll be, yeah. a, they'll yeah. make it through. And even better, they've all been granted political asylum by the state. Which is incredible. (laughs) Yeah, I I have wrote that down. Like, con, horrible trafficking accident, pro, hey, political asylum. Yeah, that's goddamn. Um, I don't know how you you swung that one, but well done. Um, Well, I think it's easier to be like, we should give these people political asylum. And they're like, why? It's like, well, they were implanted with giant parasites. Giant parasitic worms. Well, and... it's, it's, what it is, it's it's massive dynamic going, we'd like to keep studying these people. Please yeah. keep them in the States. Yeah, please <laughs> keep them in the States and make sure they stay quiet. And this is how we keep them quiet. I mean, I feel like it would be easier to send them back to China and then massive dynamic China division. <laughs> <laughs> Just kind of like plucks them off the street. Oh, no. No, no, no. Um, but yeah, no. Um, we get their happy little scene. Olivia returns the little toy to the daughter, um, which is also super sweet. Um, and we get. The daughter's like, I left that behind for a reason. It sucks. <laughs> Damn it. I thought I was finally done with this piece of shit. My mom says I can't get a new toy until this one breaks. I left it behind for a reason, you idiot. <laughs> left it on that ship and expected it to be gone. You uh, dumb white person. <laughs> the oh. fuck do you think you are? <laughs> Olivia's like, what the fuck's going on here? <laughs> Why did she speak English so well? Why is it so <laughs> Why did she swear for so awesome? <laughs> Hey, David, well, no, well, no. Maybe she was just speaking Cantonese and just said dumb white person in Cantonese. Uh. <laughs> uh, and then we get the best scene of the episode. And Walter uh, wakes Peter up from the... Sorry, Walter rousts Peter from a nap on the couch. Dot, dot, dot. He I'd like to point out that talk. nap on the couch where Peter's holding a beer bottle. <laughs> that's not a nap. That's drunken out past. Walter, Walter confesses that he does not want to be treated like a child anymore. He's been out of the institution for a year and is just beginning his journey to being whole. He still fears there will be a time when he gets lost. So he implanted a tracking device in his neck. <laughs> Which is holy shit. Dude, that's overkill. <laughs> uh, I really, I also really love the image that goes with this because they they have a little image of the re- like the receiver, um, and the the caption for it is just low jacking Walter. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which I don't even think low jack is a thing most people get the reference to these days. No, but it's great. Maybe they did back then. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, but yeah, um, it's a weird like 
that thing's got a very good screen on it yeah, with man. like updated Google Maps. That that, that that thing's that thing works with Garmin. It's a it's a Garmin. <laughs> oh my god! No one's getting these references. Garmin's a Garmin thing is still. their GPS company. Yeah, fuck off. I, mm. Garmin is a modern GPS company. I was considering making getting my smartwatch to be a Garmin smartwatch because they had like all their maps on them, which was incredible. Yeah. <laughs> Lo- Lojack is the dated reference. Yes. <laughs> all right. Anyways, that's yes. the episode. Yeah. yeah. Um, Walter now has a GPS in his neck. Yep. All right, Charlie, cool. start us off. Where was that observer? Uh, the observer is walks left to right down the sidewalk on Pingon Street just after uh, Ming Che, the uh, dude who cut worms out of people, calls a triad member to follow Astrid. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, much, uh, much sneakier this time. And then the glyph for this episode is hidden which I guess the parasites are hidden in people. These ones don't really make a lot of sense, I feel, unless it's a very season plot-related episode. Yeah. The people are hidden because they're being trafficked, I guess. Like, the parasites are hidden. I don't know. But, yeah, it's it's stupid. All right, time for the worst part about Fringe. You're going to fucking hate this. Oh, it's back, by the way, everyone. We were all worried it was gone, and we were going to have to make them up for the rest of time. But, David, what's what's your best bet here? Um, What what do you think is the relation? Um, Last episode was Observer. No, that was a good episode, Observer episode. So um, this episode is about uh, parasites and trafficking um did we see the little toy the child had at some point we did see that toy uh not in the previous episode no that would have been a good Um, guess though that would have been a good guess now this one's this one's way stupider than that okay so that that was my guess what what is it actually all right so remember how you know we were in chinatown all the time yes um remember how last episode the observer like brought back food oh my god i remember how it was chinese food what was on the bag, David? And you know, what was on that bag, David? I don't fucking know. What, Chinese? Was it <laughs> a snake head? Yeah, what if it was uh, like a snake head emblem on the, on the bag? This is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I legitimately, I remember from last episode, because you're like, they brought in food, and you're like, I, it looks like it was like Indian food. And I'm like, no, that's Chinese takeout. Fuck off, David. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I said it was, I thought it was burgers. And oh, yeah, like, you no, thought it was Chinese burgers. It was someone. Like, Chinese burgers. <laughs> Oh, right. That's what it was. I literally, I remember calling, like, talking about that and then looking at it being like, ah, nice. I'm glad that I've at least noted it, even if I don't expect that that's going to be the next episode clue. Anyways, fun facts. Uh, Ratings are up on this episode, so more people watched this than last episode. Um, All right. They heard that the the last episode was good and decided they weren't going to watch it again. The Wikipedia has, I think, a very backhanded compliment where it was fringe aired against repeats of Grey's Anatomy and CSI. Oh, no. Hoping the series earned twenty five percent ratings increase. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Which oh, I thought is very judgmental. Wikipedia. <laughs> that's uh oh boy. That's that is definitely one of those backhand compliments. Um. Overall, the episode review was pretty negative. Um. People enjoy the Walter like through line in the Walter scene. So John Noble basically carrying the episode. But the overall, they had issues with the overall plot as we did, and the fact that it's kind of pointless in the grand scheme of things. Like it's definitely a filler episode, aside from the yeah. Walter uh, Walter stuff. That's fair. Um, yeah. It's a filler episode with a magical drug that will once again that never be brought up again. It gets it gets ghost networked. It does get ghost networked. 
I can, honestly can't wait till we're doing the next TV show and where we're going to be making up next episode clues and talking about how <laughs> oh. plot lines get ghost networked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's going to be so good. That's that's a term now as stuff gets ghost networked. Yeah, I'm cool. I'm cool if, with that. If, if a plot element is brought up and never repeated ever again uh, and it still... would be amazingly like appropriate yeah. for to be brought up later yes. on like yeah because ghost networked uh this is probably like two and a half three for episode rating uh this is a three for me um yeah it's it's, it's a it's fringe above episode it's, it's a fringe episode it's above average yes there are plot issues um but yeah, no, it was it was a completely fine episode. The CG was fucking great. Um, yeah, the, yeah, the special effects on this were fucking awesome. Like phenomenal. Like it might have been just like you know a monster of the week sort of one, but goddamn, that's the CG uh, CG team carried that monster of the week. The CG and the props, man. Yep. Yeah, props to the props. But yeah, I would agree with your guys' that's, ratings. That squid prop was awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was real cool. <laughs> But uh, rating wise, yeah, definitely three for me. Yeah, this was it. Like this feels like a season one episode in the best way. Yeah, um, yeah. It was a solid. Uh, was definitely a solid uh, episode. Yeah. Like yeah, nothing entirely, nothing special about it. But yeah, decent. But as a preview for next week, we do get back into season plot, so that will Ooh. be nice to return to the important stuff. I'll come right, back for that. Right for like the mid-season finale. Ah, now it all makes sense. Um, yeah. God, can you guys believe we're like almost halfway through season two already? Yeah, it's been quick. Well. <laughs> and the lockdown has been in effect the entire, entire time. time. That we've yep. been posting these episodes, which is incredible. Oh, the entire time these episodes have been posted, we've been we've, in lockdown. <laughs> we've, yep. we've gone through like down to 100 some odd cases in our province all the way back up to 500 while recording Ooh. these episodes <laughs> it's great i'm so excited for us to have to Man. go through it down go into lockdown too side note so my boss is leaving uh next week and we're going to go do like a uh going away lunch that we had planned on friday and i just like I really don't want to go because of the whole thing, but like I kind of have to because he's my boss and he got me a contract extension before he left. Which, like, goddamn, yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's like uh, rock a hard place there, dude. Yeah, yeah. I Solution: Get COVID, and then you have a valid reason not to <laughs> not to go. I mean. That's a bit too uh, two hundred um, IQ for me. Uh, <laughs> yep, that's 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 a decision there. <laughs> Anyways, thank you all very much for listening to this episode. If you liked it, please leave a review or a thumbs up or whatever. Um, Charlie, can I ask that your outro uh, carries the same vibe as my intro? No, no. Yo, yo, yo! Thanks, homies, <laughs> for listening to this episode of Forsaf. If you liked what we spat out at you, please give us a thumbs up or whatever the rating system is, whatever podcasting service you use, be it that funky Google Music, <laughs> that wild and wacky Spotify, that always reliable for the good times iTunes, or our, our funky fresh home pod bean. If we have a next episode, because doing this style makes me want to kill myself. You can catch us right back here. Please come back. If you want to drop us a line, we're there at Twitter, at Forstaff. If you want to drop us a line more privately and use that outdated doohickey called email, Forstaff at gmail.com.
Catch you on the next one's Hobie outro. The theme music for Four Seasons and a Funeral is Algorithms by Chad Crouch and is licensed under a attribution non-commercial 3.0 Creative Commons license.